Hey everyone, welcome to the Behind the Scenes Podcast. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Audrey. And on this podcast, we share the messy, honest, unfiltered, and not so curated parts of our life. Think of this podcast as a bunch of bloopers with some truth bombs sprinkled throughout. That's right. We're going to be taking you behind the scenes of our daily routines, our social media feeds, and what you may or may not have seen on TV. We're going to be talking relationships, family, faith, business, basically whatever we are learning about, fighting about, or laughing about lately. We're going to be sharing our daily life, our struggles, successes, and our roses and thorns from each week. And we don't want this podcast to just be about us. So we're also going to go behind the scenes with some of the people who inspire us the most. We hope this podcast feels like you're joining us for a campfire. Come hang out. Jared, if I could introduce the podcast this week, because it's always Jared that gets yeah. to say, hey, everyone, welcome back to Behind the Scenes Podcast. So this week's my turn. Boom. There we go. <laughs> so welcome back, you guys. Um, this episode, I think, is going to be a fun one. Super fun. Uh, we are going to talk all about Valentine's Day, 36 questions, which if you guys if you guys know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Otherwise, we'll explain. <laughs> and the three, and then three sentence love stories, which is something that we started four years ago, and we encourage people to share their three sentence love stories every year on Valentine's Day. Yeah, um, Valentine's Day is extra special to us because we launched beating fifty percent on Valentine's Day four years ago. Wow, right? Yeah, four, four years, years ago. ago. Um, so it's a super special day for us for that reason, but also other reasons Jared and I love celebrating love and so we think it's important to set aside some time to do that not necessarily doesn't need to be Valentine's Day but for us Valentine's Day is just an easy way to do that yeah well really it's any excuse to celebrate it is awesome right Valentine's Day there's definitely an energy in the air (laughs) you know but as long as you're not using it as an excuse that that's the only day (laughs) yeah right exactly So one of the things that we do for Valentine's Day and our anniversaries, and I think we may have shared this in a previous podcast, I'm not totally sure, but one of the things we do, we got this idea from some friends of ours, and it's we take turns every other year being the one to plan Valentine's Day or our anniversary. So for example, this past year, I planned our anniversary. So this is Jer's year to plan Valentine's Day. Yep. Right, babe? Yeah, yeah. So my we year. are so I don't have to worry about it. But you'll plan the anniversary this and, year. Oh, and then you'll plan the anniversary this this oh, year so and we, I'll plan Valentine's Day. Because we switch off Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I thought we, we just thought I thought we were switching off holidays, not years, but yeah, you're but right. But then I'm you're always right. planning Yeah, you're right, you're right. Sorry, I got that mixed yeah. up. So, anyways, we just thought this was such a great idea because the first couple years of our marriage, it was really hard to try we we wanted to both well, surprise each other, but we couldn't. There's yeah. competing expectations and competing agendas and, and competing like, agendas. If I do this so, for Jerry, is he going to do this for yeah. me? And, but like, if I know that, like, you know, this year you're planning our anniversary, and all I have to do is participate in a in a gift. expectation management conversation, and then obviously get you. Oh, I was going to say gift. <laughs> obviously, get you my, get you the gift or my gift or whatever, and write you a letter. It's like, you know. 
that just makes it fun because then we can actually do surprises in a good way. And yeah, it makes it just easier. So, yeah, I mean, we like the element of surprise, too. So maybe if you're listening and you don't like that, maybe this is not a good idea for you. But we like the element of surprise. So it just made it easy for us to just be like, yeah, me to go. Okay, Jared, this is your your year for Valentine's Day. I'm just going to trust you with it and I'm going to get you a gift. And that's about it. (laughs) Another thing that's really helped us for Valentine's Day is knowing each other's love languages. And I'm sure everyone listening knows that that's a thing, right? Yeah. Who is it? Gary, not Gary. Uh, Gary Chapman. Yeah, Gary Chapman. He did a love language test. If you haven't read that book or looked into that, I mean, it's... You can take the test online for it's free. A, it's a must do. I would put it up there with Enneagram as far as like usefulness in your love story and how you not just relate to your spouse, but love them well and and mm-hmm. learn them. And so that's something that's really helped us for Valentine's Day. Is I think we... We even have an uh, article on beating 50%. It's like 52 ways to bless. Or no, is it? It was uh, it's loving, loving your, spouse. your spouse the way they need to be loved on Valentine's Day. Yeah. And it basically it gives 52 date ideas, depending on your love language, how to love. That's a different article. but Oh, that's a different article? Okay. Yeah. Anyways, we got some resources there. So Yeah. So, and one of the things like in that one article, we wrote it a few years ago, so it's a little bit dated, but we tell this story of how Jer and I, uh, before we knew each other's love languages, weren't loving each other the way we both received love the best. And so with yeah. with holidays and stuff like that, there can be a lot of built up pressure and expectation that's not communicated. And then that failed expectation just leaves you feeling kind of like wah, wah. Yeah. And we found that the love languages was a great way to just know like, okay, gifts are important to me. I'm speaking specifically to for me. One of my love languages is receiving gifts. So gifts are important to me. So if Jer, you know, doesn't get me a gift, that doesn't make me feel loved. And then like on the flip side, vice versa, like Jer's physical touch and words of affirmation. So like I'm going to always write Jer, you know, some encouraging words or a love note or a love letter. I'm going to always have physical touch intimacy. Um, so those things have just been super helpful for us um, yeah, totally. because I'm sure a lot of you guys – I know girls especially, or at least maybe I'm the only one, um, that think, you know, when Valentine's Day comes around, I really wish my spouse would do this for me on Valentine's Day, but then you never tell your spouse what the this is. Yeah. And so how are they supposed to know? Like, you can't just assume that your husband or wife, for that matter, will just be able to read your mind and know exactly how to fulfill all your ideals when you don't ever tell them. Yeah, so, for, I, that's a huge, I think that's so common. We call it it's expectation like, because, management. <laughs> yeah, but like because you're in a relationship and or you're married, you know, you just think that like if they truly loved me, they'll know what to do. Yeah. And that's such a lie from the devil. Like it, it's just like that is a seed that gets in. And next thing you know, that's the cause of all your greatest, not all your greatest fights, but you get what I'm saying. That's a cause of a lot of conflict just because of that, you know, assumption or whatever. And I guess that also floats into, you know, the idea of like, don't, don't expect to receive love in the same way you give love, mm. um, you know, and cause like, and love without expecting return yeah. in general, like yeah. that's but like real if, love too, you know, totally, just, totally just, and this is where it just, the, the Enneagram and the five love languages, like it's, they're so helpful because, you know, I, I'm not going to expect to necessarily re- like you have a unique way and give in a loving me and b just offering your love to me and mm-hmm. so i'm not going to expect that to be the same way i would give mm-hmm. and you're and likewise for you cuz not only do i receive love differently but i also give it differently mm-hmm. and if i can align that according to how you receive love the best 
like that's a that's a recipe Win. for success. Win. Totally. <laughs> yeah, that's good. But. Yeah, so that is uh, a little bit just about kind of how we do Valentine's Day. Um, yeah. And I will say, you know, as just like an explainer, because we do also have a lot of single listeners, people that aren't married or aren't in relationships. Like, yeah, for sure. You know. This is not meant to be, we're going to give you some fun ideas when we get to this 36 question thing. So don't tune out because I think it'll be interesting for you, especially our single listeners. But yeah, um, but we, you know, we acknowledge, we acknowledge that this day can make single people just feel lonely and isolated. And so I, I love seeing all the Galentine's Day posts and stuff like that. I think it's really fun that girls are getting together and, and making it about a day of friendship and stuff and not yeah. just wallowing in, you know. Well, what I like walling yeah, is a bad self pity and all this stuff. <laughs> but like, I, no, yeah. it's true that uh, people do that, babe. And it can be hard. I, though, I when like you're seeing, seeing that too because this, like, you know, romance our, everywhere. Yeah, it's like a, a lot of our cultures just put you know all of the weight and pressure on who you're dating and you know all that stuff. And it's and you know so to see people getting together and saying as this, a guy is that a thing though, babe? I, no, like before I, we I were married, was that a thing for you? Were you? On no, Valentine's Day, not, thinking, not, I mean, oh, me. man, I don't have a Valentine. I mean, yeah, there's... I feel there, like it's more of a female a, thing, but... it's. I would say so, yeah. And there's definitely a sense of, like, you know, there were seasons where, like, oh, man, I feel a little lonely. Or, like, oh, I'd like to be able to do this for a girl. But a lot of it was also, like, just knowing that that's coming. And, like, mm-hmm. I might as well you know, go to Brown's camp and romp around four wheeling <laughs> with the boys. Like Take advantage of the Take advantage of the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally. So we came up with five free romantic Valentine's ideas yeah. um, for you guys. And so we're just going to hit you with them in case you guys are looking for some ideas. Valentine's is two em, days away. Hit so is the, Two days away? Two days away. What? From the time that this podcast will be oh, airing. Oh, I was like, no way. I thought I was planning it this year. I'm in trouble. <laughs> uh, that was uh, legit. So the first is the 15 second kiss. Okay. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, not with your Valentine, then don't tell your Valentine about this and just do it because it's super fun to do when the other person doesn't know what you're doing. Um, And if you guys follow beating 50% our Instagram account, we're doing this thing called marriage, uh, marriage Monday challenge. And this week's marriage Monday challenge, or sorry, at yeah. the time of this podcast, it would have been last week's. But last week's Marriage Monday challenge was to do the 15-second kiss experiment. Uh, we got this idea from some of our friends. But basically, it's just kissing your spouse 15 yep. seconds. And there's something about it that's just, like, awesome and and really um, well, it, unifying and, and cool. And so, it's intimate. And it's, uh, it, it's one of those things that doesn't happen by accident very often and so when you intentionally do that it's uh i mean there's so much like science and chemistry and biology behind it and again when we talk about 36 questions here in a couple minutes some of that will come out but yeah it's just such an it's so easy and so free and even just telling your spouse like hey let's do this and the conversation alone is you know would probably be a unifying and it's free and it's free yeah (laughs) so that's your first idea for you guys uh you can do that uh, next, totally free. Next idea. You want to do the next one? Yeah. Next idea. Write a love letter to each other. So, I mean, so many people have never written or received a love letter. Yeah. We and were on a podcast so, recently that they said 
they pulled people. No, no, no. A professor was oh, in yeah. a class and he asked every, he says every single semester, he asked the class, have you ever written or received a letter or a love letter? And he says, it's not uncommon that nobody will raise their hand. Most of the time, five or less. And this is a college hall. That's crazy. That's insane. So, so sad. We're challenging you guys, write a love letter to your spouse this Valentine's Day. And it's not that hard. It's not that hard. Don't put pressure on it. Don't put pressure on it. Just They'll sit love down it. with a pen and do it. Just sit down <laughs> with a pen. Handwrite it. That's really the key. Like yes. posting to Instagram's cute and like saying something on Facebook. Okay, bless your heart. But like to sit down with ink and pen and remember how to write mm-hmm. with your hand. <laughs> uh, that's super special. And I think it'll go a long way. So we challenge you guys to do that. And I just thought of this. If they do do it, you should use the hashtag, a love letter life, so that we can share it or or uh, and beating 50%. That way we can see it. And, you know, it could be cool. So, um, so the third thing is reread your wedding vows. So obviously this one goes for the married couples out there. But, um, you know, so easy to just go back, reread your wedding vows yeah. while you're sitting down for dinner, whatever, just to remember the promise that yeah. you are and choosing to live out every day. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And you're different people. So you might chuckle at some of it, you know, and it, it's, yes. a, that's supposed to just be a fun thing to do. <laughs> so true. Ultimately, just remembering the covenant you're in, mm-hmm. the promise you made. And, you know, you it's not necessarily... And there's Anyways. something romantic and nostalgic about it. You're in a sense sort of reliving your wedding day, which is totally fun. like if you go out like husbands listening to this, I guarantee you, if you take your wife out to dinner and you just bring your vows, you bring your vows and you just suggest over dinner like, hey, and you're my f- I mean, I don't know who you're married to, but I guarantee you more <laughs> often than not, the general uh, wife would probably love this. Yes. And it'd be super. Babe, would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. It would be super thoughtful and uh, and just kind of next level the, re- next the rest level. of the night. <laughs> okay. Um, then uh, the fourth thing is... Make love somewhere new. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> no, seriously. Just yeah, like, just... like the conversation around this, the idea, like talk about, hey, babe, or whatever, like on Valentine's Day, you want to like, you know, make love somewhere new. And they're going to laugh, but, you know they're really going to want to say yes. And so like, you'll talk about it and like, well, we haven't made love in the laundry room yet, or we haven't made love like <laughs> in the backyard or whatever it is. I'm, we're not going to go too into that. But, in the like, car. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. In the car, like make love somewhere new, have that conversation and actually plan it out. That's another thing. Like planning out making love is like totally okay to yes. do. So many people think it needs to be yes, this like yes, yes. this like movie magic, spontaneous, passionate, like yes. you know, next level, intense, just random occurrence all the time. But like, and I almost think if you consi- do that, if you plan it out, if you plan it out more, this is there's suspense spo- there. But the also it, when you plan it out more, the spontaneous things happens happen more. more. Yeah, exactly. It's because the, you have. Yep. There's a lot of science behind that. Yeah. I'm thinking of a book I read last year, but y- not about this, but it's about how the more you do something, the more it happens. So, the so good. M- I it's love so that. good. Yeah. Anyways. Um, n- and then number five, 30, free way to, yeah. or what? free romantic Valentine's idea. The fifth, oh, yeah. sorry, the fifth free romantic Just say Valentine's next. idea. Next on the list. This is the last one. So next. Yeah. Fifth and final is the 36 questions. So if you guys haven't heard of this, this has been something that Jared and I have been talking about with some friends for the past couple of weeks. Yeah. I know it's kind of in the rage. You guys have probably seen about it. 
on social media or online and in the interwebs somewhere. But there was this New York Times article that came out called To Fall in Love with Anyone, Do This. Um, it was based on a study by psychologist Arthur Aaron. And basically the study was he put two people in a room. In a, it, in a well, lab. they called it a lab. <laughs> they it called was it a, a lab, which yeah. kind of sounds weird. Uh, but they basically put two people in a lab. And the test, the, it was basically a test to see. Can if, you make two strangers fall in love? Yes. Yes, basically. Can you can you choose love, essentially, like through? Yeah. At its core, yeah, that's what it was. And so, um, and anyways, it was super, super interesting article. We'll link it in the show notes for you guys. But the idea is that mutual mutual vulnerability fosters closeness. And one of the quotes from the article says, one key pattern associated with the development of a close relationship among peers is sustained, escalating reciprocal. I can never say that. Reciprocal. Behind the scenes. Sorry, guys. What is it? Reciprocal. Reciprocal, yeah. Escalating reciprocal personal self-disclosure, a.k.a. vulnerability, honesty, being willing to let your walls fall down. And for Jer and I, we actually have a chapter in our book about this that talks about every wall must fall. And it's just this idea that in order to love someone, you have to let yourself be known. um, And you have to know the other person in order to love them too. And so super, super interesting article. Um, Yeah, it, it really was interesting. And then all the related articles next to it. Again, is super interesting. And what I think I liked the most about it is because whether you're single and dating, you know, and you want, um, well, this is also dangerous because there's science behind this. So, like, you wouldn't really want to do this with someone you don't, I don't know, uh, you're at, you might, okay, it's something. Vet, vet them. Vet, vet them. them first. It's something we say <laughs> in the book, right? You can't necessarily choose who you fall in love with, but you mm-hmm. can choose who you spend time with. Yes. And this article is kind of saying, well, you can choose who you fall in love with. This is a science-based process in which that that could happen. Sort of. Sort, sort of. of. You yeah. can sort of choose. Yeah, but there what, is, what I was saying, what, what I was, yeah, let me sorry, get back to ahead. what I was saying is like, this is, I think this is fascinating because not only is it a way to expedite intimacy, like when you're dating or just get more close with someone or like, let's say you're a year in and you want to like move the ball a little bit, but also like when you're married and right. you ha- it, it, this goes back to kind of what we do in the marriage journal, why those questions are so powerful. But like asking, we love questions. Asking we love questions. questions. Yeah, well, it, so it cuts through so many walls and layers, and it gives an excuse to go somewhere that might have taken months to get to without the question. Right. So like, and here's here's one thing about it. Just going back to what you said before, babe, about you might not want to do this with just anyone yeah. on your first date. Yeah. I think that was a really good point that you made, Jared, because we and we talk about this in our book too. Just being careful with sharing your life story and your deepest, darkest secrets and all these things on date one as a way, as a protection of your heart. Because, yeah. and I say this mostly to women, you can speak to the men, Jer, but I think a lot of women, I've had friends who, you know, will share their their struggles, their heart and be vulnerable on a date. And then yes. the guy breaks up with them. Then they do it again on the next date guy breaks up with them do it again on the next date the more you ha- do that it's yeah. wearing it's where you know what i mean so totally. i'm just saying like it, be maybe not on date number one you know what i mean like sure, yeah maybe not i, I on would date totally number one, agree with that diving in in such a vulnerable way where you're sharing your deepest darkest secrets i still think that's why these questions are broken down into sets of three so there's the first set second set third set and they actually 
increase in intimacy, in intimacy as the you questions go. become more probing as you go through them. So, well, I'd and like, then the experiment used in the article too was like, you know, the classic tale of the frog and boiling. If you put a frog in water and then you heat the water, the frog won't realize it's boiling until they're dead. It's too late mm-hmm. is the concept. It's like, that's the point of these questions too, is like, they'll start somewhere, but by the time you realize what's happening, you're in intimate territory. That's a good point. And so just tread lightly. Yeah, just, or tread just lightly. be careful. For sure. But, but but that's also why it's so powerful. It's specifically within marriage. It's like, next thing you know, you're having intimate conversations with your spouse that you might not have had for a while. And it just rekindles this love and this passion. And on the flip side of what we were just talking about earlier, you know, some people rush into it too fast and they have these crazy deep conversations too early. But then on the other side of things, some people, some people just play and and laugh and don't have the hard never conversations. Go there. Next thing you know, they're three years into a dating relationship and they've never shared any, any of their struggles. Quality. Yeah, yeah. And that's a problem too. So I think this these questions could really help people in that situation, yeah. especially wouldn't you say? Like yeah, people totally who've been agree. dating for a while that, you know, maybe just are kind of running into a wall of yeah. moving to the next level of getting to know each other. Yeah. So it, actually this all reminds me too of like, you know, something we say in the in our book, A Love of Our Life, a lot in that or not a lot, but we say it in the book, and that is, if love is something we can fall into, it must be something we can fall out of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, fa- ultimately falling in love becomes choosing to love, right? And so, like, these questions just is a continual kind of choice to love, I guess, is, yeah. is really what it is. And, like, without choosing to go intimate and have these questions or do things like this, whether it's, you know, uh, like like even bringing your vows to the date night I mentioned earlier, right? And bringing that up with your spouse. Like that is an uh, intentional choice to love, right? That mm-hmm. pre- that continues the falling in love process that should be an eternal vow. Right. And yeah. like... Go Sorry if that back. was a random thought. No, but. it's not. It's it's really good. And also just it ties so well into to find and still seek. Now that is love, which is something yeah. we say all the time. I'm beating 50 everywhere, all yeah, the time. Yeah. Jer's quote, to find love and still seek it. Now that, that that's love that's that will prevent you seek, from yeah. the falling out of love because if you can fall into love you can fall out of love right yeah so to find and still seek love that's love um, for sure so i have we beat the question i think oh, well wanna... there was one other thing from this article that i thought was just super interesting i wanted to read really quick yeah. um you guys can read the article again we'll link it in the show notes so if it's something i'm re- breezing past really fast you can go back but they do this basically the writer of the article does the experiment. She goes through all 36 questions with this guy that she hardly knows. And at the end of the night, they one of the other parts of the experiment is to stare into each other's eyes for four minutes. We, we mentioned this, right? Yeah. So Well, briefly, but yeah. We briefly mentioned this. But so they are in a public place. They're at a restaurant or a bar or something. And they were like, should we do it? <laughs> like, is that going to be weird in yeah. public to just do that? So they go outside. And so she quotes, this is a quote from the article. I don't think it's that weird. In public, I've skied but. steep slopes and hung from a rock face by a short length of rope, but staring into someone's eyes for four silent minutes was one of the most thrilling and terrifying experiences of my life. I spent the first couple of minutes just trying to breathe properly. There was a lot of nervous smiling until eventually we settled in. I know the eyes are the widows are the windows to the soul or whatever, but the real crux of the moment was not just that I was really seeing someone, but that I was seeing someone really seeing me. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Once I embraced the terror of that realization and gave it time to subside, I arrived somewhere unexpected. And 
that whole thing reminds me so much of the Timothy Keller quote, to be loved but not known is comforting but superficial. To be known mm-hmm. and not loved is our greatest fear. But to be fully known and truly loved, mm. well, is a lot like being loved by God. It's what we need more than anything. It liberates us from pretense, humbles us out of our self-righteousness, and fortifies us for any ab- for any difficulty life can throw at us. Boom. Just to help everyone out, just push the back 30 seconds on the podcast app and re-listen to all that because that is good. <laughs> it's, it's just so good because basically what she's saying, you know, and I don't know if she's a believer or where, you know, faith-wise, but <clears throat> well, just, th- there's a core yeah, truth the, here. Yeah, the core is that we desire so much to, to be, be known. known. Yep. And, and, but that can be a scary thing. Super but that's scary. how we can be fully loved. We cannot be fully loved if we're not fully known. Yep. And we can't fully love if we don't know someone, you know? Yeah, So totally. It's just... It's the continuing spiral of really vulnerability. Yes. Vulnerability is the unraveling of the onion, right? And that's such a used thing, but it's a great example right here. Like, vulnerability really is the tool in which we pursue love. Um, right. And that's just, yeah, it's so good. And I, I love curiosity kills the cat. So we will, we will read a few of the questions in case you guys are like, what are these questions? Yeah. You're Googling it right now. Yeah. There's, Do we have these babies or some of these are? I have them pulled up. So I'll just read some of the set one questions. So the first question is, given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Question number two in set one, would you like to be famous in what way? Question three, before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? Why? Jump back. That's very interesting, Yeah, that's right? very interesting. Now jump, because jump to the intimate ones now. Okay, now jump to the section two. So section two, if a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? Is there something you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you? What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? What do you value most like that, in friendship? That is, those are very, those might not be intimate on the surface level, but you cannot answer them without diving deep. Oh, yeah. Like this one. What roles do love and affection play in your life? How would you answer that, babe? Whoa. <laughs> you know, like that's, yeah. it takes some thinking. Like, yeah. But once you're warmed up in the beginning, anyways, I think the question thing, people get it. <laughs> How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? Okay, set yeah, three. Super... Wait, I'll read a few set okay, threes because okay, they're okay. kind of... So set three, make three true... Oh, this one. This one was good. She talked about this in the article a lot. Make three true we statements each. For instance, we are both in this room feeling blank. We are both blank. How crazy is that? That's like a yeah. unif- You know what I mean? Totally. Even us in marriage, we should do that on date night this week, babe. <laughs> Let's make three. Yeah, no, we're, babe, we're going to, these questions would be good too. We haven't gone through them yet, guys. And this would be a fun thing. And now, you know, we're coming up on five years of marriage. It's half a decade. It's perfect time to. I'll read just a couple more of the set threes because I think they're just fun. When did, when did you last cry in front of another person? And when did you last cry by yourself? What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? Like that could be such Interesting. a good. Uh, tell your partner what you like about them. Be very honest. This time, saying things that you might not say to someone you've just met. I think that's so interesting too because just as humans, we don't go around telling people what we like about them. Yeah. No, not at all. Why don't we do that? It's so silly. We're like embarrassed. It's a pride thing. Yeah. No. <laughs> she talks I, about this in the article too. I'm like, why totally. don't we go around telling I do people think that what we, we like yeah, about we them? We should definitely be doing that with people we know more. Yeah, right. You know, like right. your friends and your even your parents and people you work with or coworkers. Like, wow. Man. Not just the trust, but the friendships that will be built. Like if you decided to give a word of encouragement to one person every day, 
within a six month time, I guarantee you your social life and friend life will look dramatically different. Oh yeah. Like dramatically different. And one of the things I've always said this. And you know what it takes? Looking up from your phone. (laughs) Or or using your phone to send a a text to someone that. That's true. Okay. You know, I was going to drop this mic, but you just. I didn't want you to bash the phone thing too hard because it can be such a resource for this because encouragement I wrote this somewhere in a devotional, I think, for always more, but encouragement is free to give, but it could be of infinite worth to the person receiving it. Yeah. It's free to encourage someone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's free. It's, it's, it's and it rare, can mean like Rarely the world. is something bottomless and of infinite value that costs totally. nothing. Yeah. yeah. Right? Anyways, okay. So obviously we're hot on the 36 question things. You guys should go do it. Let us know in the comments on our Instagram, what you guys think. Yeah, or if you've done it. Like, we'd love to hear some testimonies, what it's done for you, what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it. Um, beating 50, no, not beating 50%. Behind the scenes Behind podcast. the scenes pod. We, we have got, too many We Instagrams. got a lot of Instagrams. <laughs> Behind the scenes podcast Instagram, and, and we'll be tracking that um, yes. this week, so. All right. Third right. thing we wanted to talk to you guys yeah. about today. So, beating 50% is coming up on four years. Woo! Four year That's anniversary. Nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. We um, launched being 54 years ago. I know. So, so something. So, A, that. we launched on Valentine's Day, and B, we launched with an amazing idea that Audrey had. And I'll let her kind of go into this. But we launched with a three sentence love story campaign. And that's kind of been how we've celebrated being 50% every Valentine's Day ever since. And it's got, it's picked up quite a bit of steam. Now, a lot of other people on the internet do it. But I think, uh, I think we did it first. <laughs> oh, we definitely did. Yeah, we definitely did. We want did. other people on the internet to do it. Yeah, so three sentence love stories. It's basically a campaign we launched with, and it's really turned into something awesome. So yeah, every uh, every Valentine's Day, we we encourage people to do it again. And I'll let, it was Audrey's idea, so I'll let Audrey kind of go <laughs> into it. But So basically, we just thought it'd be fun. Jared and I love love stories and super passionate about them. We love hearing other people's love stories. We love asking people how they met, all that. So yeah. we thought it would be a fun way to just flood the internet on Valentine's Day with love stories. Yeah. Because there's a lot of crap on the internet and how inspiring is well, it to just read yeah. love stories from like real, real people? Real <laughs> love stories, raw, you know, not Hollywooded out, yes. not like Instagrammable, but like just someone's real love story. Um, totally. And that's just, what an encouragement. That's so awesome. So basically, the concept is to share your love story in three sentences. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be this huge, long, elaborate thing, but we've, we've found that it's been really fun for people, even our friends, to to think of what theirs is yeah. and to think of how to write it yeah. in three sentences. And it almost and kind of- And to share it with the world. Yeah. And it almost kind of gives you, you know, in a way, the past few podcasts, we've talked a little bit about marriage mission statements and stuff like that, it almost kind of in a way gives you a little bit of like, what is our story really about? What are we really about? It helps you kind of go there in a way. Anyways, that was just a tangent thought. But basically the concept is to write your three sentence love story, share it on Valentine's Day, use the hashtag three sentence love story. And and beating 50%. And so this all let Jeremy and I, or Jeremy will read his and I'll read mine. We'll read some other examples. We have ours pulled up here. So I'll read mine, Audrey will read hers, and then we're going to read a just a couple others that we thought were good. So, all right. <clears throat> we met on a blind date, or let me just... You needed okay. to clear your throat. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got to clear my throat. And okay, this is my three-sentence oh. love story. Oh, gosh. We met on a blind date before church, and I fell in love. She did not. We were friends for a year. 
I told my mom I was going to marry this girl, but it was another two years of pursuit. A couple hundred campfires and truck rides later, I asked her to be mine 10 days before moving to California. Our love endured, and September 20th, 2014, we started our forever. My three-sentence love story... We were freshmen in college when our good friend set us up on a blind date before church. And from that day forward, he was patiently persistent and I was stubborn and guarded. After a two-year friendship, he said, will you be mine up on the railroad tracks? And that's when we began three years of writing each other letters on our typewriters while we endured a long-distance relationship. Our long-distance relationship ended in an unbreakable covenant on September 20th, 2014. And since then, we have continued to grow in oneness, godliness, and more in love, always more. Boom. So those are our three sentence love stories. So, and it's just been and so encouraging to read other people's love stories the past few years. I just looked up the hashtag. There's close to 4,000 people who wow. have shared their three That's sentence so love cool. story. Yeah. And they're just really encouraging. So I was just going to, we're going to well, banter I'll, a little I'll, here. I'll read, read, a few. read these. Yeah. I'll read Yeah. I'll just f- trade off every other. I'll read a few of these. Um, these are, so, so this one's here's fun because so like, this is the couple that introduced us. So this is their oh, three yeah, sentence well, love story. Our three sentence love story. Junior year, you sat next to me in Spanish class and made me laugh all year long. Eight years later, we are married, living across the country, and expecting our first child in a few short weeks. You are my soulmate, best friend, and you still make me laugh like no one else can. Hashtag three sentence love story. Hashtag happy Valentine's Day. Hashtag beating 50%. You don't need to read that part. <laughs> I know. I'm just reading okay. it because that's, that's, that's but, the only way people will see it is if you hashtag it. Otherwise, nobody will be able to see it unless yeah. you're immediate following. And that was from the friends that introduced us and they've been married. They now have a three-year-old daughter. So that was from three years ago. But um, the next one is from Kelsey Goodwin. My life was divinely intervened. 620 days ago when a handsome stranger needed a ride from the airport cut to this moment just after i said yes to forever yes to a lifetime of vulnerability patience and kindness you inspire me not only intent not only intentionally love on others but to love on myself just as well together we radiate love acceptance shelter and possibility i'm impatient to marry you so this is from someone who's engaged. Like you don't have to be married to do the three sentence love story. Um, you can yeah. be dating, engaged, yeah. or married. So this is from Lauren. My three sentence love story. God took a major tragedy in my life and turned it into an opportunity to meet my husband. After my accident, I was concerned that a man would never love me. But in reality, I've never experienced a love like Jason's. Pain is purposeful. God specifically ordained your steps and I will always find comfort in that. That's Lauren Kennedy, Lauren and Jason Kennedy, if you guys know them. Uh, The next one is from Ellie Nagy, I think is how you say it. We met in high school and I hit it off after Aaron accepted Jesus during a message my dad preached. Just six months after our relationship started, he was diagnosed with stage three lymphoma and everything we dreamed for our future came to a sudden halt. The past four years have taught us God's provision as we have experienced so much of his goodness through remission, celebrating our almost three year wedding anniversary and having our miracle child, Eden. Yeah, like these are just—they give me so much hope. I love. I mean, we them. could keep reading. There's, uh, there's. I think we should just read a couple more. This one's funny. This one's funny. Johnny and I fell in love the day I got injured and benched from PLU college softball game. I sat in the score box and he asked if I wanted to hear a joke. I clearly did not, but he told me one anyway. How do you clean a tuba? No response. With a tuba toothpaste. <laughs> I knew I was in for a lifetime of cheesy jokes. Funny. Mel Volan. 
All right, babe. So here, maybe this is the last one, but we met at a dinner party nearly 24 years ago, and I knew that very night that he was the one I would marry. He was a bit slower in coming to the same conclusion, took him three more days, <laughs> that I was the woman for him. So it was five days from that first date that we confessed our love for each other and our desire for marriage, and now our love story simply continues. Love that. This one, wait, can I just read my mom's because I think it's cool. Okay, yes. I could never promise you, this is my parents. My dad wrote one too, but my dad's is more funny and <laughs> my mom's is cool. I could never promise you on just my strength alone that all my life I'd care for you and love you as my own. That's from their vows actually. But with God's strength, not our own, we are beating 50%. It's hard to know what your vows are saying on your wedding day, but 30 years to the day Dan proposed, I think I certainly, I think I understand more how to do them than I did then. Wow, it's so good. And they- they got engaged on Valentine's Day, so that's why she says yeah, 30 awesome. years to the day. Well, Anyways, here, here, super cool. Here's Tories. I should probably read Tories. We, They're fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> we met at a pumpkin patch. Right. Roll off arms. We became best friends from the start because of his ability to make me feel like I could be myself no matter what. He is my forever Valentine today, tomorrow, always. I love you, Zach. So good. Awesome. Anyways, you guys can do this. It's so yeah. easy. It's so really, fun. Really, this is just, uh, we just, we want to encourage you guys, everyone, if you're listening to this, um, and we know thousands of you are, post your hashtag three-sentence love story on, on Valentine's Day this year. We want to flood the internet with love stories. Um, and hope for love for yeah. the people that and it's encouraging. are single, you know, that are looking for love to see all these love stories. Yeah, because you're going to read a million different, thousands of different beginnings, you know, and and it's, it's just, so uh, fun. yeah, it's awesome. So. And just as a fun thing for you guys, we are going to be giving away five advanced reader copies of our book, A Love Letter Life, to five people who post their three-sentence love story on Valentine's Day. So if you want to be entered to get our book before wow. anybody else, I think it's like two months before anybody else, um, we're giving away five advanced reader copies. We asked our publisher if it'd be okay if we could do this for Valentine's yeah. Day because he thought it'd be a fun thing. So you got the okay on it. and But, but it's got, you've, when you post, you got to have hashtag three-sentence love story. Hashtag a love letter life and hashtag beating fifty percent. We'll put all the criteria. We'll in put a all post the criteria in the and post. behind the scenes podcast so you guys can follow yeah. and figure it out. But, but those those are the searchable terms, and then when we plug those into the search engine, only posts with those three will show up. So yeah, thought that'd be fun. Super fun. Cool. Well, this was a good one. All right, babe. <laughs> Okay. I, I thought so. I mean, that was a lot of good ground. I think the question thing will be fun. I'm to excited do. to see what we're doing on Valentine's Day in a couple days. Yeah, right. We'll come back and tell the listeners, right? For sure. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll let you guys I'm know what kidding. we do. I'm kidding. <clears throat> All right. Um, um, is it roses and thorns, thorns and roses time? It is. It's time. How fitting for Valentine's Day. Yes. I love it. All right, babe. What is your thorn this week? I would say probably just. All the decisions that we've had to make, there's been, I feel like this has been a week of making decisions yeah. and it's just been a lot of pressure and deadlines and, and, and to clarify you guys that a lot of that's just with like the book, the book, yeah. the book that's like the big, we're just trying thing. to plan out book tour and all yeah. that stuff. I mean, there's just, so much there's behind so much the scenes, behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, Seriously. that goes on. And Seriously. what's cool is I, you know, we're going to be launching a launch team here for the book pretty soon. And if you're on the launch team, you know, there's. 
you get to see all of the behind the scenes and yeah, the process that, that goes into it. But anyways, it's just been a lot of decisions, yeah. and I think that's just been kind of a heavy, yeah, for heavy sure. thing. But I mean, I would probably go off that. What's your you thought? Know, yeah, I'd go off that and say, yeah, just the decisions have kind of got my brain in a cluster, and I think that's why I've also stayed up late working, like. Mm-hmm. too like really late and that's a bummer because i told like that goes against what we said we were going to do this year and it's also messed up my morning routine which i've have i've been having trouble getting back on from after being sick a couple weeks ago so that's just got some angst a little bit um but what why are you laughing nothing <laughs> i just because the you last just got trouble you were sick three weeks ago and you still having trouble getting back on your yeah yeah routine. yeah okay i know <laughs> i know um babe okay. what's your what is your rose for this week my rose is the office what just, stealing mine again okay, well sorry or i didn't I know stealing, that was gonna be yours am i stealing yours technically because i'm yeah going mine is the office because it's just so nice this the past two weeks i feel like we've had a good rhythm of work schedule even though we've been working late but just Three full days in the office. It's clean yeah. white walls, hardwood floors. I mean, it still needs a lot of work, obviously, yeah. but it just feels so it's coming much together, better in there. For sure. Like, it feels so much better workspace. Anyways, what's your rose, babe? Yeah, mine would, mine would be the office and probably just the the routine that we've been slowly getting finalized with just with the nanny and just the three work days we have and just Dan being here helping. It's just, I feel like we're starting to hit a stride, hit a rhythm that's really comfortable and I'm really excited for this year. And so that's just been really good. All right. So there we have it, babe. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. We love you guys. We're grateful for you. Yeah. A cu- couple more things um, that we want to end with. Uh, the A Love Letter Life book landing page has officially launched. So you can go there to pre-order the book. And to anyone that pre-orders the book, there's a ton of free stuff that we're giving away. Babe, you want to goodies, tell, lots of goodies. Don't tell them what, what some of them are. <laughs> so yes, and this is it's super fitting right in time for Valentine's Day. So if you go to aloveletterlife.com, you'll see all of our we call them freemiums. It's kind of the insider term. Yeah. But basically, free things that you get when you pre-order the book. And you will get these even if you've already pre-ordered the book. So if you've already pre-ordered the book up to this point, you're also going to get these. There's a form on the site that you can fill out. With to redeem it. them. You have to enter your your order number and then you will get the freebies. Yes. The freebies. So wait, what are the freebies? If you pre-order A Love Letter Life, what are what so, do you get? So the most exciting freebie is that Jeremy has created presets that he's going to give away for free to yeah. anyone who pre-orders the book. If you guys don't know what a preset is, don't worry. He's going to teach you exactly what that is. Yep. They're um, exclusive A Love Letter Life presets for Lightroom to make all your photos look beautiful and amazing. And So if you want dreamy Love Letter Life photos and a, use the filters f- that I use on my photos, then you can go and yep. get them for free. Comes with a free them. tutorial and and everything. Jer so, shows you how so to use Lightroom. You get, you get the free preset pack. What else do you get? You get 52 date night ideas, which are super fun. date night ideas. Maybe you can use one for Valentine's yep. Day so this week. We came up with 52 awesome, creative, low, low budget date night ideas. You'll get access to our Love Letter Life Spotify playlist, which is basically a ton of our favorite love songs. I think there's close to 200 on there. So yep. you can play that on your Valentine's Day date night this week Boom. too. And you get 50% off the marriage journal 50 percent, 50% off the marriage so journal. you'll get a code for 50% off the marriage journal and is that it 
I think there's another thing in there too, but for right now, I think that's it. it. Yeah, that's it for right now. (laughs) So lots of fun, free stuff to get if you want to pre-order the book and print the receipt and give it to your spouse as a late Valentine's Day gift (laughs) um, that will come later, then you guys can do that. So there we have it. As always, you guys, thank you for listening. This is uh, always fun. We really enjoy this podcast and the feedback's super encouraging and helpful. So a yes. good way to get into contact with us is just on the Instagram. And we love to continue the conversation there, things that we've talked about here. If there's things yeah. that oh, you guys I, think I, are interesting or, or perspective that yep. you want to share, please do. We love engaging with you guys over there too. Yeah. And I should note all the links and everything we're talking about should be in the iTunes description, but there is a blog we're working on where all of this will be, and that'll be coming out pretty soon later this year. So thanks again. We Bye will guys. see you guys, you guys next week. Bye.